When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2019 with me, Harriet Minter. This is the podcast for you if you've gone factor 50 on the Molly May Tommy romance but can't bear to admit to knowing what that means. Or if Michael's actions have made you doubt that you'll ever meet a good man and you need a support group. Or perhaps you're, you too are old enough to have nodded sagely at Anna's mum's advice. Then you are one of us. And in today's show, we will definitely be thinking with our heads and nowhere else. Before we start, I have to make a formal apology. Last week, Charlie Lester and I crowned Michael our hero of the week and declared him to be the best man in the villa. We were wrong, and we'd both like it to be known that we take back those statements. Thankfully, this week's guest has spent time in politics, journalism, and comedy, so if anyone can spot a liar, it must be her. I'm joined by broadcaster and columnist Aisha Hazarika. Hello, and welcome to Undercover Lover. Hello, Harriet. Can I just say, I am. this is the most exciting thing I've ever done in my career. I'm so excited. I love Love Island so much. And I feel like I found my spiritual home on this podcast. Thank you so much. This is like therapy for me. I'm just, I'm beside myself with Brexit and Love Island. They're the two things that I'm like, no one can help me with Brexit, but you can help me with Love Island. I mean, it has been a traumatic week in the villa. I, we're going to have to, I, I need a bit of therapy this week as well. What for you were some of the standout moments from this week? Well, obviously there was like when we Amber walked back into the villa and saw that the love of her life, the man that she had really, you know, taken quite a long time to sort of open up to, the man who she'd like completely fallen in love with, was standing there with another young hottie. <laughs> that was absolutely like jaw on the floor moment it was like oh no this can't be happening this is so horrific and then the other moment for me was um poor amy almost getting the way she got dumped by curtis a friend of mine described it brilliantly as sort of almost like constructive dismissal (laughs) he just basically was so awful to her she kind of ended up dumping herself you know what i mean (laughs) yeah and then the other moment, which was so cringe, was when she went back to have a chat with him and he and he, he she was like, you know, I was willing to maybe, you know, give you another go. What do you honestly think? And he, he was like, I just want to say categorically, you are not the kind of person that I would have ever thought of getting married or like having, like he could not have been more stark with her. And it was just, it was, it was, it was really, 
I think it was awful because every woman has been through that. Like every single woman has been through that. And it just was so real. It was like kind of so raw. It was, that moment for me was just, I, I, it absolutely made me flash back to my moment of that. When somebody said that to me, I was like, oh, this is sickening almost. Uh, We'll just talk about those two things. We've got lots lots to talk about on this week's show. Um, I have to caveat this week's show with we might not get through all the talking points. I'm sorry. Come and find me on Twitter and Instagram. We can debate it there. But I'm going to be honest, there just might not be time to talk about how truly terrible George's attempts at flirting are. Um, credit to Lucy for at least trying to engage with it, but no romance has ever blossomed. I love that. What's your favourite snack? <laughs> snacks! Oh my God! Not on snacks. Um, and I've got to be honest and say, I'm still in denial that my beloved Maura might be about to start cracking on with Curtis. It's too painful for me to think about it, so I'm just not going to. Um, but... <laughs> I just, I can't, I love it too much. I can't love her with Curtis. Uh, Let's start there with the big stuff. So um, let's talk Michael and Amber for a start. Did you, before the whole Casramore, before, you know, when Michael and Amber were happy back in the day, I honestly and truly thought they were the couple to watch. I thought they were the one that was maybe going to win it. Did you expect Michael to turn into the weird cheating lizard man that he did? Not in a million years, Harriet. I had exactly the same thought as you. I thought they were such a brilliant couple. They were absolutely gorgeous. They looked like kind of sensational together. Mm-hmm. And I thought they just really got each other. I thought they connected really well. And I thought their kind of characters and personality sort of fitted quite well because she's obviously younger and she's quite naughty and she's very fiery and he was sort of a bit older he was quite a cooling influence on her but he was quite good at calling her out when she was Mm -hmm. being a diva so I thought their chemistry was absolutely brilliant and also because they were a bit of a slow burn you know it took a bit of time for them to get together she was quite weary he had to really kind of break down her her barriers I thought they were absolutely rock solid so I just could not I just couldn't, and I thought he was such a good guy because you remember at one point he called out Danny um, yes. when Danny was kind of faffing around. Lovely. Yeah, like, and I was like, oh my goodness, like, you know, this guy is like, you know, really, you know, this guy's something special. You know, he's like a, he's an ally and he's like a really grown up guy. And then I just couldn't believe what was happening. I felt like, completely discombobulated by it all it made me question my faith in like everything (laughs) so the thing that really sort of got to me about it was almost not so much that he hooked up with Joanna which I was a bit like okay it's sad but you know if you really have a connection with somebody else fair enough it was the way he handled it when Amber came back into the villa I'm going to play a little clip situations where I thought that she really just wasn't that into me and I think it, it was quite apparent. And like I said, I hadn't been staying true to myself, biting me tongue in situations I wouldn't usually bite me tongue in, and overlooking things I wouldn't usually overlook. How do you feel about what Michael just said? Um, a little bit confusing, because he could have said it to my face since he saw straight up. So in that clip, he talks about, um, you know, he puts basically puts the whole blame on her. He says, well, you didn't show me that you were interested in me. I thought you were going to go off with someone else. You made it really difficult for me to talk to you about stuff. I was like, Michael, 
you're dumping the woman. Be a gentleman and at the very least say, I feel bad about this, but I just had a better connection over here. I was I totally horrified at that. It was almost like he was sort of gaslighting her and it was massive yeah. victim blaming because they they left each other like deeply infatuated with each other and him going, you know, oh, I love your fire. I love all your fire and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And then when he comes back, he's suddenly like, oh yeah, she was really difficult. I didn't feel myself around her. I couldn't open up. Like she never opened up to me. It was like, whoa, where is this? Why are you suddenly, he basically tried really clumsily to put it all on her, like classic sort of, I mean, it's interesting because the, the approach, and we'll talk about Curtis in a minute, but the approach is quite different. Curtis is kind of, most guys say, you know, it's not you, it's me. In his case, he was like, not me, 100%, you, you're awful, you're And it was like, what? <laughs> I really, I... God, I thought that was so harsh. And, and I think that's why when we saw like Anna getting so angry with Michael when, and in a way, I, you know, I think everyone expected Amber to blow up at him and she didn't. And I think that was partly because she was so confused as to what he was actually saying. Um, but I do think that this is an interesting trend with men where for me what I think was going on with Michael was that I think he had almost anticipated how terrible he was going to feel at having hurt Amber and so he almost took that feeling out on her you know he couldn't handle feeling like the bad guy so he had to put it onto someone else and I had to meet with... like a sort of bad guy yeah absolutely I see that with men a lot where they can't handle the feeling of having done something wrong so they want to blame someone else for it Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, classic. And I think the thing that hurt me, God, I've taken it so personally, it's like the thing that hurt me so much. <laughs> I really need to like disconnect myself from like Love Island. It's really bad. But um, I just felt like, I feel like Amber is such a modern girl of our times. Do you know what I mean? Because she's really smart. She's really clever. She's really sassy. She's dead funny. But she's but she she she's also savvy and i think what she's what she did and this is what brought my heart when she, they were having that we like one to one last night and she said i, I literally just can't speak because i'm so so upset and so come so confused and then she said you know what did i do wrong and it's like she actually she didn't do anything wrong oh, but she yeah. she went in and she was almost being like she was not going to be like one of those girls that got hurt she was not going to be like one of those girls as we've all been that gets duped by a guy and so yeah. she, that's why she kept her guard up and yet after all of that she the queen this really feisty clever you know savvy woman she still got done in and that sort of kind of really broke my heart because I think she must have been so confused as to because she'd sort of almost done really due diligence in fact the first thing she ever said to Michael I think when they had a date with something like you're you're the kind of guy that would wreck like wreck me or you're the kind of yeah. guy that would sort of wreck someone's life so she, she you know she wasn't thick like she totally was smart she'd worked him out then he convinced her and she and she believed it as well and she still got done in it was like god what hope have any of us got yeah and the thing that really hurts me within that is we tell you know we tell women oh you have to give men a chance you have to trust them and then what we're not telling men is don't jump in with both feet unless you're sure. So Absolutely. don't go around telling women that they're the love of your life and you want to spend the rest of the life, your life with them if you are not 110% sure. And in many ways, Love Island, the show, kind of gaslights women because 
it creates a situation in which men are sort of encouraged to do that um because otherwise you're not in a couple and then you might not have a chance of winning but i so on that in order to have a girlfriend you have to tell them exactly what they want to hear really gets to me a little bit but i see i slightly push back on that i think that is actually what happens in real life Mm -hmm. i think i think the thing that the genius that is love island is that it captures on the small screen a sort of dissection of actually what we all know goes on in real life. Mm-hmm. I don't think obviously the situation amplifies it. But look, I was at a party um, a couple of nights ago where a woman who was so far removed from the kind of people that would go on, on Love Island or anything like that was mm-hmm. telling me a very heartbreaking story about how somebody had basically told her that that was it, they were going to be together, and then out of nowhere he just totally ghosted her. You know, and you know, yeah. the next thing you know, she's at a party, and she hears that, you know, this this guy's happily coupled up with somebody else. This happens in real. It happens in real life. Yeah, and I think you know, we all. I, and this is not to take away the responsibility of the show in terms of duty of care, particularly after the show. Yeah, but I think what goes on in the show is quite faithful to actually what happens in relationships in real life. Quite frankly. Yeah, you're right. Because I think, I do actually think that if Michael and Curtis had the option right now, they would definitely be ghosting. If they weren't oh, stuck absolutely. in that villa. Absolutely. They'd be like Casper the ghost. <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to talk about with Michael and Amber is this concept of immature. And so this was like thrown at Amber quite a lot. Michael said, you know, she's really immature. She doesn't listen to me. She laughs at everything I want to say. And then when Joanna was talking about her before they went on their kind of friend date and became friends, um, you know, Joanna said, oh, she's behaved really immaturely. And I, I thought Amber was 19. And then on the show, they said she was 21. I was like, has she just lied about her age? Which was totally the thing that I would do when I was 19. Um, I still do it now, Harriet. It's fine. <laughs> I know, but we're just, I'm it was, just lying it was down. The way, it was the other way. <laughs> um, there's something about... Don't go out with somebody who is either 19 or 21, um, who is seven years younger than you, and then call them immature. Like, they are immature. They are a significant proportion of your life younger than you. They know less. You have a sort of duty to take that into account and be aware of it. Do you not think? I thought that was really mean of him. Because, look... Also, we know that when you're like when you're in your twenties, every year is like is like a it's like a dog year. It's like so <laughs> and so there was like quite a significant age gap. But I actually still think in the end, Amber handled the situation in a, in a way that was yeah. far more mature than Michael. And I think that oh, you're immature is was so patronising because. One of the reasons he was attracted to her is because she's incredibly young and gorgeous in the way that very, very young women are. Mm-hmm. So her, her youth had an allure for Michael. Then suddenly it was turned against her in terms of, oh my God, you're so immature, when actually she was the one. I mean, I think, just picking up on something you said earlier, I was expecting her to go absolutely off the reservation. <laughs> like, I her to literally go completely, like postal and like for security to have to come in but she conducted herself like with so much grace I thought Mm -hmm. so actually she's the one that's been really mature like in terms of the aftermath of of all of this I agree when she actually said to Karen in fact she's like actually I don't want to say anything right now 
And I thought, God, that's really brave. Like you've probably got producers left and right kind of girding you on to say something. You're oh, still in front yeah. of all of these people. And you've just gone, do you know what? There's nothing I'm going to say here, which is going to make this situation better. So I'm just not going to say anything. I thought no, that was I really impressive. I and she's, I just think as well, she's really held herself together. And when she did have that wee cry with the girls up on the terrace, yeah. you know, it was so moving because you just thought, oh, bless her. You know, she's, she's really had a wee heart like smashed up to pieces in the most kind of humiliating way possible. You know, bless yeah. her. Really great. I'm such a fan of Amber. I totally love her. <laughs> um i'm good we'll talk about what might happen with amber a bit later because there are some twitter has some strong feelings about where amber should go next um the other moment, has strong feelings harriet really <laughs> so the other moment of true horror this week was amy and curtis um i think caroline oh. flack actually tweeted that in five years of hosting the show she'd never seen a more difficult episode than the one in which amy talks about being in love and in love with curtis while back in the villa we know that his head has done a full 360 and back again um here's a little clip of her in happier times the fact that all this waiting has paid off and i have fallen in love with someone like curtis i never thought in a million years that someone like me would get the chance to meet someone as amazing as him and it just oh it's just amazing and i just i just want to tell him now and hopefully i'll have the chance to so Aisha, I have long been suspicious of Curtis. All the way through, I have been calling him as not a good one. Um, but what was your view on his decision to end it? Well, I was just, again, I was so horrified and it was so cruel. But I agree with you, right? I did, um, it's so interesting. I did this like TV show about three or four weeks ago. So it was quite early into Love Island mm. when Curtis and Amy had coupled up. And I remember the makeup woman and I were like gassing away about Love Island. And she was just like, Curtis is the perfect man. He has, I've, I mean, there has never been a man as absolutely wonderful as Curtis. And then we were kind of saying, but God, can you imagine if he does turn out to be, I mean, it, it was like, it felt like a really incredulous thing to say. Cause at this point we were all prepared to just like, you know, love Curtis with all our heart. <laughs> and we were like, we suddenly stopped. And this woman said to me, if Curtis turns out to be a wrong one, that is it. I'm literally like never ever going on another date with another member of the male species ever again. And I remember just thinking, I remember her words like really ringing in my ears and just kind of thinking, you know that phrase, you know what they say to people, like if a deal seems too good to be true, it probably, yeah. that's kind of what Curtis was. And now he's actually just morphed from being this. I also thought he was a bit too over the top cheesy. He was a bit too like, he was full on with Amy straight away. And also his kind of, his self-appointed, like, I am kind of like dad of the group sort of mm -hmm. did make me a bit. I kind of, I know what you mean. He, I, he felt like slightly bogus to me because he felt like I'm too Mr. Nice Guy. I just thought no one can be that nice. And guess what? We were all sort of proved right. Right. I, there was, the, my problem with Curtis had always been exactly that. He was too nice. He was too committed. He just came in and he came in like a man with a plan. And he now looks like a man who knew his plan wasn't quite working in the way that he thought it thought it would. And so he just decided to rip it up and he just doesn't care. Um, and the thing that really got me with Curtis and it just made me really angry and really upset was he spent four weeks telling this woman who he knows, he can see that she is quite vulnerable 
Um, and he spent four weeks telling her, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I see a future with you. Uh, you're the one for me. You're fantastic. You're amazing. And I think he knew all along that he didn't believe that. And I, 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 I totally agree. I think he, I think he, between him and Michael, yeah. I actually think he's kind of worse than, yeah. than Michael in a way, because, you know, Michael like didn't quite, he did a few nice guy moments, but he was still like one of the lads kind of thing. Whereas Curtis set himself up. He, Curtis kind of reminded me of a slightly creepy, like love guru in a cult, <laughs> you know, some sort of weird, you know, he'd probably like kind of spin all the women in line that it was there for like, you know, he was, if that, you know, they should all sort of have sex with him because he was like a higher being and like goodness was flow yeah. through them or whatever. Do you know what I mean? There was something about him which just ended up kind of just, it did sort of slightly great, you know, the fact that he was always just dishing out ridiculous advice, like before everyone went to sleep or every morning, he'd be like, hey guys, new day, like seize the day, you know, we never, it'd just be like, oh, shut up, like who are you? Like the Billy Graham of like the, the, the island, like seriously. But I think she knew, I think, and so I also had a few problems with Amy, to be honest. I do yeah, think- I find it difficult. Amy is- like she's I think she's quite yeah I think she is quite difficult do you remember that that kissing thing where she went completely yeah nuts when and I know that is embarrassing but she got so angry with the entire house as well she really kind of turned and then I think there was like another thing oh yeah when Lucy and yeah. Joe decides to become boyfriend and girlfriend she got really snotty so I kind of thought hang on a minute something I, Amy is also like I I think they both rushed into it too much too yeah. you know too far too fast but but the brutality of these last few shows where he has basically dropped her so hard she has hit the ground like a safe has really been quite again I, I hate to use the word trigger because it makes me sound like a massive snowflake mm -hmm. but it did as you said earlier it almost triggered me because it brought back those horrific moments in your life when that has happened to you as a woman and it is horrific horrific yeah we've actually got a little clip of the coldness he showed towards her when ending it here it is you upset that we are no longer together i do feel like which is going to be probably horrible to hear and, mm. and i don't mean this in wrong way i feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. That's, that's interesting actually because last night the way that I was going to end the conversation was I was going to give you a second chance which is what I thought you wanted. No. no. Aisha that coldness when she says to him you know I was going to give it another shot and you know I want us to try and make it work is that not what you wanted and there's this silence and he just goes no. Oh <gasps> I, was, I oh. know I can feel temperature dropping in my flat by about 20. I was like, oh my god, it's suddenly really cold in here. But then, do you know the worst bit was when she, when he basically goes, when he also, when he said, it's like a, a massive weight was lifted off my shoulder. <gasps> I know. It was like, can't you even just like kind of just soften the blow a bit? But then when she goes, can I get some feedback mm -hmm. as to again, it's the women blaming themselves. You kind of see it with Amber. We see it with Amy. Yeah. 
and could you give me some feedback like in terms of like why I've been such a terrible human being it's like no don't do that don't do that and he was like I found that you were a bit sort of needed a lot of reassurance it's like yeah because she was worried that this was gonna happen you'd like douchebag and also I think when women need a lot of reassurance it's because we know something is not right and yeah. I, I would actually like to tell this to all women, which is like, if you are in your relationship and you're constantly feeling like something's not right, something isn't right. <laughs> oh my God, Harriet, totally. Your gut instinct is such, is your best friend. Your gut instinct tells you everything you need to know in life. It really is. And the thing that really upset me was both Amber and Amy focusing on what did I do wrong? They both said to them, what did, what did I do wrong? And I thought, it is you didn't do anything wrong like it's not to say that you were perfect in every respect nobody is but this is not a good relationship in a good relationship you can do something that is not okay or that is not perfect or that annoys your partner and then you have a conversation about it and you sort it out you don't have your partner ignoring it and then dumping you even though they'd never mentioned this thing that was apparently wrong in the first place I know, I know, but and also I think with with Amy, the thing that is really interesting is that he obviously just kind of thought he could come back into the villa, sort of tell her about this other woman, Jordan, and we should have a quick chat about her, like at the end, um, and then maybe thought he could just kind of carry on with with Amy, and then of course she she got into the guts of it and was like, hang on a minute, we can't just sort of go back, like what's what sort of happened to you? You know, I think this is going to be so traumatic for Amy. This is like quite a controversial thing to say, and I wouldn't say this normally. If I were her, I would just leave the villa. Well, I really would leave the villa. There are some rumours going around that might be happening. I don't know. And also, apparently, they have a kind of in-house counsellor in the villa this year. And so she has apparently been talking to the counsellor. And I think, good on the producers, quite frankly, for providing that I mean I know they had reason to do so but there's also something which for me is about um knowing when on the show knowing when to pack your bags and leave and it's both about you know this is actually feeds into both relationships and I think work because the villa going into Love Island for these guys is a form of work and there's a time when actually your boss or your employer is not looking after you and it's not a good job and you need to quit, and you need to go somewhere else. And I think there's a bit of that for some of the women in the villa as well. I think that's right. And actually, like when, when I look back, so the last time I felt really traumatised was obviously with, with Yoandi and mm. Danny. In a way, I think Yoandi actually, it was, it was kind of merciful that she, had to, she left the villa at that point because yeah. you're out of it and you can kind of just crack on and actually she's got a lot of support and dignity. My worry for... I think Amber will actually be okay because I think Amber is actually stronger than than Amy in some ways. Yeah. I think Amy is going to absolutely, she's already, you know, been very, very open about her feelings. Mm. But I think she's going to find it very difficult, particularly if, you know, Curtis does crack on with somebody else, particularly if it's Myra. <laughs> um, I think Amy will end up kind of providing the television that I actually don't want to oh. see and yeah. that will haunt her for the rest of her life. And I think she would she would be like an absolute kind of feminist hero right now if she just said, Do you know what? Thanks so much for the time. I you know, you know, I I, I thought that the four weeks were sort of real. Now I know they're not. 
but I'm actually, my time is done. I don't want to meet anyone else. I don't want to go through this again. I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. And she would come out. She could, you know, she would, her brand would be quite strong in yeah. terms of she had ownership. She'd empowered herself. The more she just like stays, it is going to be horrific for her. Absolutely horrific. Yeah, I agree. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Um, let's have a quick chat about Curtis and Jordan, which was, I think, just this astonishing moment of white male privilege. Um, the thing that shook me about Curtis asking Jordan to recouple with him, and then when you hear all everything else that happened, they had two conversations. She was clearly into somebody else. This was a massive risk for Curtis. He didn't check whether she was interested in him or not. He just seemed to assume that she was and then put her in this weird situation where she had to friend zone him about three times and then eventually say, I am not going to recouple with you. When you watched that, what did you think of it? I I did actually think that was brilliant. I did love the fact that she sort of pied him and she was like, listen, I I just think we should be friends. And he, he, the look of sort of, as you say, just incredulity in his face, it was like, what? you are not succumbing to my charms, like my sleazy, smiley charms, my kind of cheesy, feel-good slogans. You're not falling for them. Mind you, having said that, I'm going off Jordan. I don't like her in the villa at the moment. I think she's stirring it a lot. She is stirring it a bit. And there's an interesting divide between the kind of OG girls and the new girls. And I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Very quickly, I wanted to talk about Anna and the love triangle that is Anna, Ovi and Jordan. Um, I particularly loved Anna talking about how her mother would <laughs> would say to her, think of your head, not your pussy. Um, <laughs> I love that. Brilliant. Yeah, that, people get it on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's been lots of criticism that she's playing them off against each other. Do you think she is or do you think she's just taking her time to choose? I think there's a bit of both going on. Mm. I think Anna is a very interesting female character. I think she is a real, she's, I think she's one of the most interesting characters in there. She's 
fiercely pro-women. She loves the other girls and she stands up for the other girls. Um, you know, she's got a very different body shape from the, from the others, but she has this massive like confidence as well. Um, she's, she's, she's pretty intelligent, but also she kind of bucks the, the, the sort of female stereotype. She's very empowered. She's very, very in control. She's an alpha female. She's for women, but she's an mm. alpha female as well. And she's kind of, she's sort of playing the guys off in the way that guys would play women off. Um, but she does also, I think, feel quite sort of, I think she just massively fancied Ovi when he walked in, you know, this kind of six foot seven yeah. sort of half. She absolutely was like, showing, <laughs> you know, I think like that her nether regions were like, hello, hello, hello. Um, they were on high alert. But I think as time's gone on, I think she and Ovi, I think she's what she's realised that Ovi doesn't really make her laugh that much. Yeah. And Jordan, to be fair to him, even though he has terrible teeth, he has actually handled the situation very maturely, very light. He's worn it very lightly. He's been very, you know, cool about it. He's been very kind of endearing, very mischievous about it. And that has enticed her back. And he makes her laugh more. He makes her laugh 100% more. Ovi is very serious. He's very sexy. But I think she's probably got a better connection with, with Jordan. That's what I think. Mm, I think you're totally right. I think as I love your description of her as a kind of... She is actually a 21st century alpha female. Because when we've talked about alpha females kind of previously, we did it as the women who pulled up the ladder. But I think part of being a 21st century alpha woman is really about loving other women and building them up which Anna does brilliantly and also having this power that you sit in where you're like actually I can sit here and take my time to decide between two men and that's yeah Mm. and I think I think another person who she loves which is very refreshing is herself yes She's not a self-eating woman. And I love that. She loves her body. She loves her brain. She loves her friends. She loves herself. Now, that is normally said as an insult. But watching her, I'm just like, damn, that is refreshing. <laughs> a woman who's any hang-ups about her body, takes her time, has swagger. I was like, this is quite, this is quite empowering to see on telly. I love that. Oh, you. Te- I was quite a fan of Anna, but you, you might be pushing her up to the top of my leaderboard. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> we've got a text yo man's got a text or a tweet or a dm <laughs> this is some of the stuff that's been going on around social this week so um from sep on twitter i love this she says i need amber and ovi to start out as a team to break up joanna and michael and realize they really liked each other all along a couple up the perfect summer rom-com can you see that amber was- and ovi that would be genius. That would be absolutely genius because that is like a rom-com film, isn't it? That is <laughs> I like would love that. I would love that so much. They, I have to say, look, they look amazing together as well because they're both really fit and it's like, wow. And they actually got on quite well when they had their little kind of like fake date. Yeah. They were making, they were chortling away at each other, you know, and I was like, oh, maybe there might be something in this. I really think there is, and I think there's something about Ovi is really, I thought he was a bit dull to begin with, but I'm warming to him. He's very funny. He's got very funny facial facial expressions. He kind of took the piss out of Curtis when Curtis was being all dramatic about hurting Amy. Um, 
there's like a little bit of him which is I'm like, actually there's more to you I think than meets the eye so I totally agree. also there's a fabulous gif that's going around on the Twitters and that is him he was going for a shower or something and he did this little dance as he was like going into the shower and he just looked so cool I was like this guy is like really like amazing and yeah I think I, Ovi is really growing on me actually I think he is a really interesting kind of character to watch and you know he just he's got a very nice sort of energy about him which I yeah. think he's quite, he's very calming he's very very calming and he he's sort of he's not a kind of you know I have to go in like Curtis and lay it all out and sort of be the nice guy he's a sort of slow burner and I think that's really interesting yeah um Twitter is very invested in him and Amber getting together I will say that <laughs> <laughs> they will make it happen um the other tweet that i saw was from divineficent and she says love island truly is a microcosm of the dating scene in britain racialized and fetishized dating preferences patriarchal gaslighting lack of accountability lad culture and the narcissistic whims of men taking precedence over the emotional well-being of women oh <laughs> That is one of the most brilliant articulate things I've ever heard. I want that on a plaque somewhere, basically. <laughs> You're completely right. I mean, that's captured brilliantly and eloquently. But sort of what we said earlier, I mean, I think that the, the show gets a bad rap. The show sometimes, you know, which we touch on this briefly, people are like, well, they've confected this stuff. No, it actually shows you what happens when, when men and women get together. And I think what I love about Love Island is it is the best education about how men and women interact with each other and why you know men are still from mars and women are from venus in my humble opinion yeah. um and then on my love island whatsapp group this week the conversation has become obsessed with the short clip of bella new girl bella shaving <gasps> anton's bum <laughs> i was like i feel like this relationship has progressed way too quickly I mean, not, I mean, like, I, I believe what I was seeing. I was just like, you are kidding me. I was like, Belle, what are you doing? Like, ridiculous. This is the kind of thing, I mean, no woman should have, nobody should do that for their partner on any level. You should pay somebody a lot of money to do that for you. And I can't believe it's bad enough Anton's mum doing it. Now he's like, he's, they're not even proper boyfriend and girlfriend. I was like, this is too much, too much. <laughs> It's very funny. It is time for our Heroes and Villains of the Week. Heroes. So, uh, let's start with villains, actually, because we both agree on our Villains of the Week, and I don't think we could have anybody else. It is Curtis and Michael. Yes, Curtis and Michael, 100%. Yeah, I think that their behaviour this week has just... It's taken villainy in the villa to a whole new level. Um, oh, but awful, awful. the good news is we have some heroes. So who are your heroes of the week? So um, my hero, I've got two heroes. My first hero is Ovi, mm. just because I do think he is handling the situation with Anna very well. He's like not going off the sort of reservation. Um, and also like, I think he was very, very nice to Amber. I think he's been yeah. so sweet to Amber. And he's made Amber laugh again. He put a massive, big, beaming, beautiful smile on Amber's face. 
and I think for that alone, um, you know, I think he's my kind of hero of the week. But the other one is a group thing. And they, these aren't heroes. These are sheroes. So my sheroes of the week on Love Island are, are the women. It's the female friendship group. Um, and I think that has been the true love story of Love Island 2019. It's the friendships particular. I mean, actually, the, the boys have got a strong friendship as well. But the girls have absolutely it's been kind of female friendship sort of mm -hmm. at its at its best and it's actually like a reminder to us all the big lesson from this year's love island is you know men come and go but you know have a good network of female friends around you that is so important that's a really big life lesson not just a love lesson but a life lesson I absolutely agree and I think way back at the beginning of the show there was lots of chat about all oh, the girls aren't very nice to each other and they're really difficult and then I saw this and I was like, this is what female friendship is about, which is sometimes your friends really annoy you and you don't like them and you find them difficult. But ultimately, when the chips are down, they are your friends and yeah. you show up for them. And the girls really have this week, um, which kind of leads me to my hero of the week. So my hero is so for a while I was going to have Tommy because I thought Tommy had been really sweet and lovely this week and just given great advice to everyone, looked after everyone and been fabulous to Molly. But actually, and I cannot believe I'm saying this because I've been quite rude about her for a few weeks now, my hero is Molly. Oh! Um, yeah. I thought she gave great advice to all the girls when they were in Casa Amor. She was really lovely to Amy. She said, just go for it. Tell him how you feel. She was supportive of Amber. Um, and then when they came back to the villa and Jordan was kind of stirring, Molly was the one that was like, nope, this is my friend. I'm sticking up for what's going on here. Uh, she's lovely with Tommy. She is not afraid to admit that she likes him. She said it before he did. She's just putting herself out there this week. And while I have been a little bit skeptical of her previously, I have really enjoyed her this week. Plus, she has the greatest facial expressions I've ever seen. <laughs> central. I think that's a really brilliant um, assessment. I think you're right. At the beginning, when Molly May came in, I was like, oh, I'm not sure. And then, you know, when she was playing everybody off against each other, yeah. I was like, I'm not sure. But I think you're right. I think she's really blossomed as a character. And you're right. She's been brilliant, brilliant. I thought she's a real girl's girl. Yeah. Really fantastic. Um, you know, she's obviously loves having strong female friendships. And she's very kind of... Um, directional with her friends as well she's very much like you know I'm, I'm giving you this quite sort of strong advice yeah no I completely agree and her facial expressions are just the best I mean like she's just born for sort of gifts basically isn't she and just <laughs> yes. brilliant 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 and of course the other hero is Ellie Belly of course Ellie Belly obviously beautiful character <laughs> um <laughs> That's really all we've got time for this week. I'm sorry, we haven't managed to cover how pleased I am that Danny has had basically no screen time. Uh, we haven't managed to cover the true definition of the term dead ting. Um, and we definitely haven't managed to cover Lucy desperately declaring her love for Tommy for the millionth time, which I'm a little oh. bit bored of now. Um, but if you want to talk about this or anything else, Love Island, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Harriet Minter. Uh, Aisha, where can people come and find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Aisha Hazarika. Thank you so much for joining me this week and giving me your brilliant advice. If this episode has given you some food for thought, then please do share it with us. You can leave us a little review. It only takes two minutes, but every review helps us climb the podcast rankings and brings us a step closer to finally being noticed by former Islander and my long-term girl crush, 
Camilla Thurlow. Please get reviewing. And finally, this week hasn't exactly been comedy gold in the villa, but thankfully nature can always be relied upon to bring us back down to earth. Here's Tommy trying to give Curtis some heartfelt dating advice, while two lizards have slightly different ideas. At least someone will definitely be doing bits this week. Curtis, all I want to know is, what are you looking at? Two lizards mating. Where? That's right there. <laughs> well, they're making children. Let's leave them to it, man. Let's leave them to it. They're making children. Right, they're making children. They're making children. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.